Thank you, wonderful Father, what in heaven, for this great afternoon session that God, you are able to speak to us. I come before you, dedicating myself before you, that as I humble myself, may you be lifted through your word. We put this uh, fraternity in front of you, of their user, as they are now ready to receive your word. I pray for your Holy Spirit to use me faithfully. Start with us and be with us till the time that we'll be ending our session. We need you praying and trusting in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Before I begin, let me uh, present also as a music item. Then... Um, we continue. Uh, give me on the hill far away. I'll sing it in Kiswahili, so just follow up. Mm, on the hill, that key. Fari 
yang gunita ajang Nita shikiliam salabang Ensi kumoja nipe weta jim start praying and trusting Jesus name amen uh, during my sermon I might be, be mixing in Swahili and English so you bear with me wale ambao wanakuwa na na kitu inaitwa phobia ya kusikia Kiswahili sana leo vumilia sawa sawa so uh, as we are into the beginning of the sermon. Thank you for uh, giving me an invitation to come and uh, grace the occasion of the entire week that we have had. Uh, today, being on a Sabbath, uh, we, are, we are just trying to wind up on what we are discussing. But um, in the afternoon, we'll continue on uh, what we are supposed to be learning and especially as young people and uh, straight away to my sermon because I am seeing almost I'm remaining with 30 minutes uh, I like to be a steward of time uh, bearing on that our key uh, thought or it says that God's appeal to every believer and our key text was coming from the book of 2 Corinthians 3 verse 3 which says that for as much as ye are manifestly declined to 
be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, write uh, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stones of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. When Paul is writing this letter to the Corinthians, anawajulisha kwamba ninyi ni barua ya Kristo iliyo uh, tulio ikaitibu iliyoandikwa sio kwa wino mbali kwa roho wa Mungu aliye hai si katika vibao vya mawe ila katika vibao ambavyo ni mioyo ya nyama but as we try to get what Paul is trying to tell us from verse number 1 anasema kwamba je tumeanza tena kujisifu wenyewe au tunahitaji kama wengine barua zenye sifa kuja kwenu au kutoka kwenu ninyi ndinyi barua yetu iliyoandikwa mioyoni mwenu iliyo inajulikana na kusomwa na watu wote what god appeals to us all as believers because speaking to the young people Mungu anapoenda pamoja nasi anasema kwamba je Paul anauliza swali kwamba je tumeanza tena kujisifu wenyewe au tunahitaji kuwa uh, tunahitaji uh, tunahitaji kama wengine barua zenye sifa kuja kwenu ili uh, au kutoka kwenu wakati Paul anapozungumza swala hili analeta kwetu ikiwa katika hali ambayo anaulizia ikiwa katika swali and uh, tunapoangalia katika ujana wetu Mungu anatuuliza kila mmoja wetu je tumeanza tena kujisifu you have a guy you have a, uh, you have a lady uh, whom you are dating na katika nafasi hii you boast of yourself nasema ni mimi tu unapojiangalia unasema kwamba i am the only one so kusudi letu ni kwamba when paul anapoandika anasema kwamba ninyi ndinyi barua yetu iliyoandikwa moyoni mwetu ina, inajulikana na kusomwa na watu wote mnadhihirishwa kwamba mmekuwa barua ya kristo tulei katibu iliyoandikwa sio kwa wino mbali kwa roho wa mungu aliye hai si kama vibao uh, si, si katika vibao vya mawe ila katika vibao ambavyo ni moyo ya nyama we are letters of christ tunapotembea tunapozungumza tunapofikiri yale ambayo mungu anazidi kututendea tuweze kuelewa kwamba mungu anaituhitaji na anasema kwamba sisi ni barua anywhere you step your feet walking around this institution this university elewa kwamba wewe utabaki kuwa barua na sio tu barua ya jina la mzazi wako kama pastor Murage anabeba jina ya, ya Mr Nganga ambaye ndiye baba yake okay thank you i've been told to twist
Bwana sifiwe. <laughs> Let us continue. So, um, we are told that um, we are the letters of the world. Uh, we are the letters of, the, of Christ. What I was saying that we need uh, to be an example of how Christ would wish us to be. And that's why as we come to the church, we tend to imagine of how God really would wish us to, to go. So, uh, we need to ask ourselves, what kind of letter are you? Let us look into the book of Second Samuel. The book of Second Samuel, that is uh, chapter 18 from verse 19. I will be reading all through going down. And um, before we come to read what it is all about, we can uh, see there is, that is a story of uh, there are almost like three characters playing there, but you can see uh, there is a king called King David, and uh, also there is a son called Absalom. Before we read to where we want to start from verse number 19, as you can go back to chapter 17, you will get to realize that there is uh, Absalom who had chosen almost like 12,000 soldiers to go and uh, find out their father, his father David, where he was hiding. And... Um, they, he wanted to capture his father and also do the overruling of the kingdom of his father, the king, uh, the king of Israel. And uh, we can see that um, during uh, the hiding of his father, Absalom, Absalom in, verse, in chapter 16, he, he was given advice that he should sleep with his father's concubines. And the curse began from there. And um, uh, in verse, that is chapter 16, verse 21, uh, we can see a man was giving an advice that go and sleep with your father's concubine. For he has left them here to look after the palace. And then all the Israelites will know that you have insulted your father beyond hope of recognition and they will draw their support for you. So they were trying as much as possible to ensure that Absalom takes over from his father. And um, as you can uh, try to see that Absalom had given a command that go and search from where my father is hiding and ensure that you capture him and um, maybe or you can do something by killing that man. And um, we can see from what the Bible is giving us uh, in uh, 17, that's chapter, uh, uh, chapter 17, verse 16, says that quick, he told them, find David and urge him to stay, uh, not to stay in the shallows of River Jordan tonight, he must go across at once into the wilderness beyond. Uh, once, otherwise, he will die 
and his entire army with him. So they were given some advice. Go. Who, this, this person was Hushai. He was given an advice. Go and warn David on how he's supposed to escape. So in verse 21, then two men crawled out of the well and hurried on the king David quick and told him, cross to, live, uh, to Jordan tonight. And they told him how Haithophel uh, had advised that he be captured uh, and killed. So David and all his people with him went across uh, to Jordan during the night and they were all on the other hand, uh, other bank before the dawn. So we can see that during this time, Absalom now in chapter, uh, in chapter 18, he comes in by being defeated because he has given out uh, some troop to go and look for his father. But we are seeing there is a battle that is beginning in the forest of Ephraim. That is uh, 18 verse 6. And the Israel troops, uh, troops were beaten back by David's men. Uh, there was a great slaughter of the day. And 2,000 uh, men laid down their lives. So the fight that was being fought in the forest, it was so severe that it made 20,000 young men to die uh, just because of wanting to get into the kingship of, uh, to take over from the king David at that time. But we are told that during the battle, Absalom uh, happened to come upon some of David's men and he tried to keep, um, to escape on his mule. But as he was riding beneath the thick branches of the great tree, we are being told that his hair got caught in the trees. And um, one of David's men saw, that is verse 10, one of the David men saw that uh, what had happened and told Joab, I saw Absalom drangling uh, from the great tree. What Joab demanded, you saw him there and you didn't kill him. I would have rewarded uh, you with 10 uh, pieces of silvers and a hero belt. I would not uh, kill the king's men for even thou, uh, thousand pieces of silver. The man replied at Job with all uh, we all had the king say to you and Abishai and Itai for my sake please spare young Absalom. Absalom was the son whom was being loved by his father, David. But we see that during this time, uh, when we look into verse 13, and if I had betrayed and killed the kings, the, and kill, uh, uh, forgive me, and if I had betrayed, betrayed the king by killing his son, and the king would suddenly uh, find out who did it, uh, you yourself would be the first to abandon me. So we try to see that um, he said enough of this nonsense. Uh, this is what Joab said. Then he took three daggers and uh, plunged them into Absalom's heart. 
and as he was struggling, uh, uh, still alive in the great tree. And we told that 10 of the young men who were coming uh, returned also by chasing the entire army of Israel. So what they did, they drew uh, Absalom's body into the pit, into the deep pit of the forest, that's verse 17, and piled a great heap of stones over it, and all Israelites uh, flee to their homes. During this uh, lifetime, Absalom had built a momentum of himself as a king uh, in the king's valley uh, and said that I have no son to carry my name. Uh, he named the momentum after himself, and uh, it is known as Absalom's momentum to this day. But my key interest, it is coming from, uh, starting from the verse 19. Uh, here we see uh, there are almost like three characters. Uh, the, the Bible begins by saying that, Then said Imaz, the son of Zadok, Let me now run and bear the, king's, uh, the king tidings, how that the Lord hath avenged him of his armies, enemies. And Joab said unto him, Thou shalt not uh, bear tidings this day, but thou shalt bear tidings another day. But this day thou shalt not uh, shall bear no tidings, because the king's son is dead. Uh, we are told of this man called Ahimaz. Ahimaz was asking for permission to go and give out a news to give out a report on how the king's son is dead. But in verse 21 says that, Then he said Joab, uh, then said Joab to Cush, uh, this is a Cushite, uh, Go, tell the king what thou hast seen. And uh, Cush bowed himself and unto Joab and reigned. Then said Imaz, the son of Zadok, yet again to Joab, But however, howsoever, let me, I pray thee, also run after Cush. And uh, Joab said, Wherefore wilt thou run, my son? See that thou hast no tidings ready. In verse 22, in another version, say that, But I must continue uh, to plead with Joab. What's, whatever happens, please let me go too. Why should you go, my son? Joab replied, there is no reward for your, for, for your news. So we are trying to imagine how Imaz is trying to plead by going forward and giving out the news that is not supposed to be, uh, to be given uh, by him at this juncture. But as we can look, uh, continue by looking from uh, verse 23, it says that, but howsoever, he said, let me run. And he said unto him, run. Then Imaz ran by the way of the plain and overran Cush. So we see that he was very in a happy mood by running forward and even taking a shortcut by passing the Cush and also running ahead so that he may be the one that who can present the news. 
And David sat between the two gates, verse 24. And the watchman went up uh, to the roof over the gate unto the wall and lifted up his eyes and looked and behold a man running alone. And the watchman cried and told the king and the king said if he be alone there is tiding, tidings in his mouth. And, his, and he came apace and drew near. And the watchman saw another man running and the watchman said unto uh, the porter, and said, Behold, another man running alone. And the king uh, said that he also bringeth tidings. So we are seeing two men running, and every one of them are bringing news to the king. Verse 27 says that, And the, man's, and the watchman said, me thinketh, the running of the foremost is like the running or is the like of the man who is Aimaz, the son of Zadok. The king said, he is a good man and cometh with good tiding. Is Aimaz coming with a good tiding? Hello? Hello? Praise the Lord. Is Haimaz coming with a good tiding? No, he's bringing something else. So the king was saying that if it is Haimaz, the son of Zadok, he's saying that he is a good man. Even most of us, we might be looking very good, but what we bring, the news that we bring forward to what we are supposed to be giving out it is not what it entails from you. How we dress up, how we do conversation, how we do our presentation, how we carry ourselves, it is not what people know about you. In verse 28, And Aimaz called and said unto the king, All is well. And he fell down to the earth upon his face, before the king and said, Blessed be the Lord thy God, which thou had delivered up the men that lifted up thy hand against my lord the king. And the king said, Is the young man Absalom safe? And Aimaz answered, Then uh, when Joab sent the king's servant and me, thy servant, I saw a great tumult, uh, but I knew not what it was. And the king said unto him, turn aside and stand here. And he turned aside and stood still. Sometimes you need to reflect upon yourself. Aimaz, after giving an answer, he was giving A question that is my young son Absalom safe? And Aimaz was starting to give some lamentation. He was giving some report that was not what he was supposed to give out. And um, during this time, he's saying that um, 
about the young man that I must reply that when Joab took me, uh, told me to come, there was a lot of commotion, but I didn't know what was happening. Nobody had told him to go, but he requested himself that I should go. And um, as we are reading from verse number 30, as he was told by the king to stand aside and stand here, he turned aside and stood still. And behold, verse 31, Cush came, and Cush said, Tidings, my lord the king. For the Lord had avenged thee this day of all them that rose up against thee. And the king said unto Cush, Is the young man Absalom safe? And Cush answered, The enemies of my lord the king and all that rise against thee to do thee hurt be as that young man is. And king and the king, verse 33, was much moved and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept as he went. Thus he said, O oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would God have had death for thee, O oh, Absalom, my son? my son. He was crying out because the news that he was being given, it was not a wonderful news. And as a child of God, we might be asking ourselves that what kind of letter are you? What kind of letter are people reading about you or me at this time? We need not to be in a hurry like I must, giving out a report that was not meant for that time. But he was very sincere and also very convinced that if I'm the one who is going to give out the report, I'll be rewarded. I'll be given a token of appreciation of what is supposed to be done. And this is what we do as young people forgetting what God has called us to do, and especially when we are in a big institution like Egerton University. Second Timothy 2 verse 15. What does the Bible say? The book of Second Timothy 2 verse 15. The Bible says, Study to shew thyself approval unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly divided, dividing the words, the word of truth. Let us try to get approval from God. As we read from verse 22, still the same book, uh, this is what the Bible says in verse 22. I'll, write, I'll read very quickly up to verse 26. The Bible says that um, flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them 
that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid uh, and unlearned it says, but, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strives. And the servant of the Lord must be strive, must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach patiently, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God perventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. We need to understand what God really would wish us to get from there. And that's why as we try to understand what God is telling us. He's telling us that we need to flee away from our youthful lust, but follow what is righteousness, faith, charity, peace. Because God has called us out of a pure heart. As young people, we need to look what God really requires from us. We were created for a purpose in the book of Ephesians 2 verse 5. God has created us with a purpose. In the book of Ephesians 2 verse 5, he says that even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved. Verse 6, and hath risen up us up together and made us sit together in heavenly place in Christ Jesus, that in the ages of, uh, to come he might shew the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. For by grace you are saved through faith and not of yourself, it is a gift of God. Praise God. Verse 9, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We need to understand being saved by grace it is not by our will, our strength, our powers that we are of what we are at this time. God created us to do good, not to do evil. We have been trying to speak so much on relationship the entire of this week, since Sunday, for those who uh, came up to the presentation that we were having up to yesterday. And um, God is still pleading to us that we need to flee away from our lustful youth. And all believers, as we have, God is giving us an appeal tonight, uh, this afternoon. He's telling us that we need to come closer to him. And he's telling us that all believers are a written letter. 
the way you are, how people perceive you or how people see you, understand that indeed you are a written, written letter uh, ready to be read by so many people. The eyes that I'm facing, that you are looking at me, it tells you that there is a witness of what I'm speaking of. There is a message that is coming towards your heart and telling us that we need to look on what God really would wish us to have. Let us read the book of First Peter 2 verse 9. What is the Bible telling us? This is the verse that you know, but I'll have to repeat it to you. It says that, but ye are the chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should shew for the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Verse 10, which in the past, in the time past, were not a people, but are now a people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but have obtained mercy. We need to understand that being as a letter, we are being read by so many people. And the letter that we are supposed to be doing or by having is by spreading the gospel. Praise God. We need to spread the gospel that God has given unto us. The book of Second Peter 4 verse 2. The Bible says that preach the word in, in, in um, preach the word be instant in season and out of season. Provoke, rebuke, exhort, which are with all wrongs, uh, long-suffering and doctrine. God is giving us an opportunity to present ourselves to him by preaching the word in season and out of season. How are we supposed to do it? By being the letters that God has given unto us. Let us be a written letter. People should uh, appreciate the kind of want and needs that you put before God. The, the struggles that you go by, by saying that I'm the one who is going to preach the word of God. Let us imagine on how God has really loved us since the time that we were born. Those people who have been suffering psychological thoughts, maybe physically they have been suffering. Those people who have been undergoing so many uh, kind of suffering and struggles in life understand that God is still in control. Praise God. God really would wish that you work for him. Let us not see that this is the work of elders, the work of pastors, uh, the elders or the, the work of lay evangelists or the laymen. All of us, we need to speak the word even to those people whom we are sharing rooms with and those people whom we are in the class together with. Preach the gospel and be ready.
Our last reading is from the book of Matthew 28. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. It says, And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I will be with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. God is good, and all the time we need to preach the gospel. Go ye therefore, and teach all nations. We have so many people around here. We need to go and teach them. Preach to them. And after receiving the word of God, let God be an example on how we are supposed to take care about our relationships. There is so much that it tells for you to be who you are, and God is giving us an opportunity that we should be focused on what God really would wish us to be receiving at this hour. My prayer to you, as we go by the Quinquinium theme, that I will go, and this, uh, this year we'll, we are speaking so much that I will go and proclaim the three angels' message. Let it be part and puzzle of you. Let it be a drive that is in your heart, a drive that you can say that I am here, Lord. Let me be in your ministry. Also, verse 20 was saying that teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. God has given us an opportunity not to teach anything, but to teach exactly what God has commanded unto us. And he's saying that, and lo, I will be with you always unto the end of the world. Praise God. I'll wish, as we ponder unto the word that we have had this afternoon, we need to understand that indeed God is calling us in a special calling. That as we come before him, we need to look so much where we are standing and how much God really would wish that you speak to him. My prayer this morning, as we come and dedicate ourselves before God, Thank you, mighty Father, what in heaven. Thank you for the blessings that God has granted unto us. We come before you, giving and dedicating ourselves before you, asking that God, we may shame the devil. For so, for, for so far, he has been taking charge of our bodies. He has been taking charge of our lives.
we have nowhere to run, but God, you have called out to us that we should call upon your name. How I wish that God, we may make that love at home. In our cubes where we are living, in our rooms, in our respectful homes that God, we have given ourselves to be in. God, I pray that may you speak to us all. May you prepare us even for the afternoon programs that will be running by. I also dedicate this holy Sabbath before you, that God may you be with us. Thank you for the members who have come by to, for the special prayer. I pray that God may you start again into their lives. They have gone far from you, but this time, God, they are saying that they are going to ashamed the devil because he's not their friend, he's not their father, he's not their advisor, he is not all that God, you can tell us, he's all about. We know he's a liar, he's a cheater, he's the one who put discord in our lives. But God, I pray that as they begin a new life this week, I dedicate also uh, to their lives that God, may you come and restore peace in their hearts. Also remember there are those who have not yet cleared, still struggling on what is supposed to be done. God, I know that yesterday the portal was being closed, but still you are a God who answers prayers. Ensure that everything that we pray, let it not pass by your ears. Be with us. We dedicate ourselves before you Give us much of your blessings as we'll be coming out of this session. May your Holy Spirit abide with us. Be with us. Bring our trusting in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you.